Welcome to Real Talk with Kim Anderson. Today, Kim welcomes Joey and Melissa Van Daniker. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everybody. My name is Kim Anderson, and welcome to Real Talk. Today on the show, we welcome Joey and Melissa Van Daniker. They live here in Odenton, and they've been at the MAC for about a year and a half. Joey is an attorney here in Annapolis, and Melissa teaches English at Anne Arundel Community College. On top of all of that, they have two adorable little children, and they're here today to share their story about their love of life groups and connecting at the MAC through the good times, through the bad times, and all the stuff in between. It was really fun to hear their story. I really hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's so great to have you guys here on the Mac Real Talk podcast. Thank you. We Thanks appreciate your time. <laughs> We're excited today to just learn more about you okay. and learn more about your story. And um, so, let's, so let's jump right in and okay. learn some things right. about you. <laughs> Why don't you guys tell me where each of you grew up? Melissa, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, I have moved around a lot in my life, um, but I would, I'm definitely from Maryland. Um, I've lived in Pennsylvania and Virginia, uh, Florida and Boston. Um, but I grew up in Maryland and actually Joey and I grew up next door to each other. Oh my goodness. So I've, we've known each other since I was 10 and he was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in, uh, in Glendale. So that was, we were there for about five years in that neighborhood, Joey, a little bit longer. Okay. So I'm from Maryland as well, and definitely have moved around a bit since my childhood. But as Melissa said, we had a period of time where we had lived right next to one another in Glendale, Maryland. And she was good friends with my sister. Mm -hmm. Never really thought God had planned for us to be married (laughs) one day at that time. (laughs) But it was great that that he had that plan. I'm really, really happy with it. (laughs) lived in the Lanham area Glendale as uh, up until I was about 18 19 I joined the Marine Corps and then moved around a bit after that okay okay so you guys are locals yes yes that's that's very fun and so you guys met when you were in elementary school then yes right. so then when did you actually date or well when I uh, finished my active duty service, I had a, a, a big coming home party, um, but uh, from just Joey did his four years in the Marines, right. and my parents kind of threw it for me. It wasn't like a, a ticker tape parade and everything <laughs> like that, but um, <laughs> Melissa attended because she was still friends with my sister, Right. and um, uh, she and I, we, we had, a, a, I think, a good um, reintroduction at that time, at much advanced in age now and, yes. and um, she was no longer my sister's little friend <laughs> and uh, I think we both took an interest in each other but uh, my life professionally I had moved uh, to, to New Jersey for a while and Melissa had moved back down to Florida and we just had kind of lost contact but I would try to check in here and there and see if she was willing to date me but <laughs> I was told no a couple of times in oh, a nice way. No. <laughs> Um, but then it just so happened that uh, we had both gone back to school at later ages and we were both graduating college in the same year and we had, we had contacted one another on Facebook and 
learned stuff about one another that we hadn't really known before, mm -hmm. and uh, all through, a, a, I think, a divine events, because a lot of people would call it coincidence, but I mean, just the chain of events that took place to bring us together. It was no mistake. No mistake. Um, yeah. And God, I will share one um, kind of humorous story. <laughs> Melissa, I, I, my mother sent out graduation announcements for my, my college graduation. Okay. And being such a close friend of the family, Melissa had been with my sister and so forth, she sent one to her. Melissa thought it was an invitation to the graduation. Oh no. <laughs> right? And I was graduating two days after Joey. And I called him and I said, I am so happy you invited me. Thank you so much. I don't have enough tickets to invite you to my graduation. <laughs> and, and neither did I. <laughs> so I, again, I think God, God had the plan. My aunt, at the last minute, I only had five tickets. She had to go out to Arizona and do some training. Aww. And I had this open ticket, and I was like, well, sure. I mean, Melissa's a friend of the family. She's known them for years. I'll be down on the on the floor in the graduation ceremony for two and a half hours, right. but she'll get along with everybody. Yeah, there's an extra ticket there. I had no idea until like a month later oh, that I wasn't that's... invited. Yeah, I kept that one <laughs> a secret. But that day, we, we kind of hit it off and, and we continued to learn more about each other, learned that we were uh, both Christians, learned that uh, we both had like minds when it came to some of those core issues in, mm -hmm. in uh, life and yeah. and we knew, we knew. Within two weeks of us spending time together, we knew we were gonna get married. Wow. It was pretty amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Now, did you both grow up in Christian homes or did that come later? Um, we both grew up in Christian homes. We were both raised Catholic. Okay. And we both went to Catholic school for the majority of our schooling. Um, Joey more so than I, than I did. I did do some public school. Um, but as far as, um, being saved and coming to know Jesus in a more personal way that I, we definitely had our own experiences with that. Um, I was saved when I was 14. Okay. And, um, it wasn't that anybody even counseled me or, uh, instructed me on how to have a relationship with Jesus. I truly think it was just God knowing that I needed him in my life right at that moment. And um, I was at a church one day, and the pastor asked, you know, if, if you want to have a more intimate relationship with Jesus, please come up to the front. And then we prayed. And it was at a really critical moment in my life. I was on my way um, to get on the road to a very dark path. Wow. And um, I'm obviously God knows everything and he knew there was no stopping me and so saw fit that I was saved in that moment and wow. um, it was really really incredible how God brought me out of that situation I was involved in um, you know some drugs and alcohol problems and wound up homeless okay. and um, wound up overdosing a couple of times and almost dying and so so it was it, but through it all, I believed in God, and I knew that God was with me, and I knew that um, I didn't think that I deserved God. I didn't think that he 
I knew he, I figured he was disappointed in me, but but I still believed. And so um, when Jesus brought me out of that situation, uh, when I was 21 years old, I rededicated my life to him. Okay. And um, and that was when I really truly started to build a relationship with him and get to know him. And it was years. I mean, it it has taken years t- for that relationship to grow and lots of sin and lots of mistakes. <laughs> you Just know. like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, you know, but I mean, he had a very specific path for me, and so I think that time when I was fourteen was definitely one of those absolutely crucial moments. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just again you know, um, so important to have a foundation. Yes. Mm. Right? Because the struggles are going to come. Yes. So that's kind of a good testimony to a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. What a cool story. Now, what about you, Joey? When did Jesus come into the picture? So, as Melissa said, raised in a Catholic household, went to Catholic school, and certainly learned about Jesus. My older brother... uh, 15 years older than me, became a born-again Christian, I think, when he was around the age of 10. And then in high school, he got involved, and then in college, in the Campus Crusaders. Okay. And my family didn't have that born-again persuasion. I was taught Jesus saved us from sin and to worship Christ, and Christ is God. Mm -hmm. But it was my older brother who really explained to me just who Jesus was and what he did for us and how I was able to accept him into my heart at the age of 10. So I continued in the Catholic tradition after that, being that I was from a Catholic family. And and again, my my older brother was, I I don't think I mentioned this, he was um, my dad's son from his previous marriage. So he didn't live with us. He didn't grow up with me really. I would see him from time to time. He lived in a different state. But I think that provided me with a foundation for belief in Christ. And I went with it, but as I said, I went back to the Catholic tradition, go to the church on Sundays, go to confession, Uh say my 10, (laughs) our fathers and Hail Marys after confession and absolved and I did that for a while. I even became a Catholic lay reader in boot camp. But I would always think I, I need to be doing something more. And as Melissa had mentioned in, in her life, I did go back into a lifestyle that, that frankly was not acceptable as a follower of Christ. Okay. I put Christ on the back burner. I said, well, I'm going to be okay with this this level of sin here and there, or mm-hmm. I won't do it this month or that month. Mm-hmm. But now when that worldly part of me takes over, I was allowing it to happen too often. Mm-hmm. And I had to rededicate my life to Christ. And I think it was really meant to be that he brought us together because we yeah. did it as a team. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So that all happened around the same time for both of you. Yeah, I mean, I think that him and I were both really uncomfortable um, with the direction our spiritual lives were going. And we both knew that we needed more and we Mm. didn't know how it was going to happen. And like I had been looking for churches and going by myself and just not finding the right thing. And 
And then when we moved to Boston, Joey was going to law school and I was going to grad school up there. When we moved up there, we um, started going to the Catholic church in our neighborhood and we would still find ourselves so unsatisfied. And we kept talking about going to a church, but then we didn't want to get up on Sunday morning. And it actually was um, our daughter who really was the catalyst. (laughs) And so after we got married um, and got pregnant, as soon as we got pregnant, we were like, we have to find a church. We are not raising our children outside of a church. And so that's when our true um, search for Christ, I think, really started because um, we wanted a better life for our children. Right, and I think that's common, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that can definitely serve as a catalyst, like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. good. Well, that's a great story. Excuse me. so, Joey, you're an attorney here in Annapolis, and Melissa, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, you guys are busy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what are the, so you have two children. Yes. And what are their ages? Eliana is two and a half, and Joey is going to be one next month. Okay, yeah. So, really busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me a little bit, within the busyness of your life, how you're involved in ministry at the MAC. So, um, it's us being involved in the Mac has been such a huge blessing in our lives. Um, when we joined the Mac a year and a half ago, we, I immediately, well, I guess we joined in May. So no life groups were going on. Okay. And so this was kind of like a, a big thing for us because we had been praying to find a church when we moved back here from Boston and really wanted to find something that suited our family because the couple churches that we found in Boston were good for the moment, but we knew that they weren't our lifelong church. Mm-hmm. And so we started praying and we found the Mac and it was wonderful because before we even really started meeting people, we had an opportunity to hear the message because the Mac is big and it can be overwhelming to meet people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so and so our prior experience was that we had met people and then learned that the message wasn't quite what right you wanted for us okay. exactly and then we felt committed because we had already started to build relationships right, right. the I opposite thing hard <laughs> yeah and so the opposite happened when we joined the mac and so we got weeks on end of just listening to pastor lou and pastor joe and just all of the wonderful amazing sermons that they had and we were hooked and we knew that we really wanted to stay at the mac um but the idea of meeting people started to become really overwhelming so I joined MOPS, and um, that started in September, and then we also joined a life group um, when they had their big life group event in September, and so we were really excited to do that so that we could start building some closer relationships, because we had met Pastor Lou and Pastor Joe and their wives, but we hadn't really met a ton of people. Exactly. Um, And so, you know... We were praying and we were like, how are we going to make friends at this stage in our lives and really start to be able to, I don't know, build relationships with people when we're so busy. Exactly. And I was pregnant with little Joey and um, he was due in December and um, unexpectedly he was born at 26 weeks. Oh, Um, wow. He was born September 22nd. I had gone to one MOPS meeting, and I don't even think we had gone to life group yet. 
that we had joined. Wow. No, I don't think we had. No, we hadn't. And and we had Joey. And um, he was in the hospital for three months. Wow. And our life groups rallied around us Aww. and carried us. We had people we didn't know coming over to cook a to bring dinner for us, to watch our daughter for us, to clean our house. We had teams of women come over and clean the house for us wow. because Joey had to work all day. Exactly. He, he was in a new job. And I had to find childcare for Ellie seven days a week. Um, it's so overwhelming and you don't realize all those details. Right. It was definitely the most trying time of our lives, but also the biggest blessing of our lives. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the Mac truly stepped up and mm -hmm. showed us what it's like to have a heart for Jesus. Exactly. You know, yeah. and to care for Just each other. Just the love other. that came through that. Yes. Right. You guys felt loved for sure. Oh my yes. gosh. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Just like the motto, the Mac, where, where friends become family. Like Melissa said, we hadn't even been in our first life group yet. Right. We had so many people coming to support us. Mm -hmm. Pastor Lou lent me his Mustang for <laughs> three months Aww. so that I could drive in and out of Washington, D.C. in the mornings and then get to work because we have one car. And Melissa could go in the late mornings, afternoons to be with Joey. So I was visiting Joey in the mornings, going back to work, and then usually one of our mothers would come and babysit our daughter, Eliana. Exactly. So that... That got us through uh, all the support, some with a uh, little bit of financial help here and there helped us with just the unforeseen bills and Absolutely. all the it traveling was... in and out of the city and the parking and it adds the gas. Up. It so adds up. So it was insane. Yeah. I think God positioned us at the MAC for what was about to take place. Mm -hmm. And thank, thank God we have family, of course, who were helping, but, but everyone at the MAC became our family. Right. It, it was just a, it was a great trying experience, but God was glorified. That is, that's a great story. Yeah. So, so this year moving forward, it's exciting because we're, you know, obviously a, a little bit calmer now. Right. <laughs> Your life has calmed down a little. Yeah. So <laughs> the perspective of busyness has changed a little bit. And, um, so, so it was, we started praying because we wanted to be able to give back. I think it was a very humbling time for us last year because you feel, I think a lot of times that you can manage, you can take care of things and, and God truly put us in a position to show us that it's okay to accept help and you don't have to do everything by yourself and you can't do everything by yourself. And this is the point of fellowship. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it's hard to accept that sometimes. It is. Yeah. I think that is a stumbling block for a lot of people. It's huge to know that you have to reach out and say, I can't do this. I need help. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. No. Um, but I don't think we realize that in our society today because mm -hmm. we've got that, you know. We can do it all. We can do it all. <laughs> exactly. And so it was very humbling for us to have to be in that position. And I remember being in the middle of it saying, but I, I want to be able to help other people. I don't want to have to take the, all this help. Exactly. That's and, how we always feel. No, we want to be the one. Right, right. <laughs> and so now we are in a position where we can give back a little bit. And so we've been praying um, to find ways to um, be of more service at the church and be able to give back. And so um, the MOPS leader 
reached out to me and asked me to be a life group leader this year um, for for a small group in MOPS. Um, Perfect. We've also joined the welcome team, and so we're uh, greeters the mm -hmm. third and fifth Sunday of the month. And um, Joey was just asked to be co-leader of our life group for next year. Great. Great. So is your life group, is it um, couples or is it just whoever? Like what is the kind of theme of your life group? It's couples. Yeah, couples. Correct. Okay. And I are they all? <laughs> I know, no, I know. That's a small detail. <laughs> and is it all people in the same stage of your life, of, of life or is it very different? There are, a, I think the majority of the couples are around our stages of life right okay. now with children, a few of them under the age of five. Okay. Um, a couple of the couples, I think, have a little bit, they have older children older. as well. Okay. And then And then there's there's a few couples who aren't quite at the stage we're at. Okay. But yeah. it's, all, it's all great. I think that's great yeah. that there's a variety. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always kind of like that, actually. Well, it's nice because you get wisdom from, from different areas. Mm -hmm. Different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And so that life group starts this fall, right? We're, yeah. It does start this fall. We had been continuing it through the summer Good for, you. for a, a little while. Okay. But I think this last month with the vacations and whatever else we that haven't been doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but we're going to keep it going through the fall for sure. And I think some people are leaving, but I think a lot of us are staying. And so we're hoping to... Um, grow it as well and get more people to exactly join. and do you host it in your home or does it rotate <laughs> we we were supposed to host it at um, Jackie and Matt Willard's home okay and it was so big that we wound up having to move it to the Mac okay <laughs> so I think we're probably gonna stay at the Mac right yeah especially if your numbers and then do you offer child care we do you do mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so that that's also another reason to have it at church because mm -hmm. right. really who wants to host, you know, 15 kids in their house? <laughs> yeah. Some do actually, which is so great, but yeah. I think most don't. Yeah. <laughs> so how has it, um, how has it affected your relationships? Do you feel like you have made friendships within that group? Yes, absolutely. I don't get to spend as much time with Christian friends that I'd like to right. with my job it's in the world and it's a pretty busy job as we were discussing I'm yes. there quite often so when we do get to fellowship with those other couples it, it's just great to have the, the like minds and to know that others are praying for you and mm -hmm. to pray for them mm -hmm. and to learn their their issues for the week and to try to try to move forward together. I mean, we've mm -hmm. definitely made some some great connections. We pray that it, they continue to grow, yeah. that we just get more immersed in the community, especially with our daughter being two and a half now and our son turning one. I just want them to really start growing with the other children yes. at the MAC because mm -hmm. Ellie's still a little shy and Joey's it's 11 months. I mean, <laughs> right, still a baby. Right, right. exactly. Right, sure. It, it, it just, it's really, it's great to see God at work Absolutely. And, and making these connections happen. And, and that's exactly what we prayed for. Oh, I it love is. To hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's about doing life together, you know, and, um, and I think that's 
a huge part of what we were missing uh, in our search for churches in Boston. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even before that, you know, we just felt like there was something missing. And I don't think that, you know, I mean, it says it in the Bible, God doesn't call us to live this life by ourselves. He calls us to live it with other people. And, and I think that it is so easy, especially at this stage in life to just live in your own little nuclear family and go about your routine and life is too busy to do anything outside of that. And it's a challenge. We have to work hard to continue to build these relationships. I was just texting with a friend the other day trying to nail down a date for dinner and it's on October 4th right. and it's August now. <laughs> it's so frustrating. You know, so it is, it's hard it, to it push takes, through it. Yeah. It takes an effort, but you know, one mm-hmm. of my goals for this year as well is for my mops group, um, to have, um, each one of the ladies in my group, there's nine of them to come over for dinner with their families. And so, you know, that's nine dates throughout this year that I'll have to, you know, just make it work, make it work. And so, but, but it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do that because then we are getting to know people on a more personal level. We do know what their issues are and how to pray for them and, and can be there for them to say, Hey, I know, you know, hubby's going out of town this week. Can I bring you dinner? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is great. Um, so if someone's listening that's really thinking about joining a life group but is hesitant or doesn't think they have time or it doesn't know anybody, what kind of encouragement can you offer them? Well, I think they can feel comfortable taking that, that initial step just by by meeting somebody at the table, talking a little bit, and then going to the first meeting or going to the first life group and there's a lot of different ones to choose from maybe shop around a bit and i think they'll be really satisfied once they've they've taken that step because i know things meeting new people can be intimidating yes and especially when there's a lot of people who seem like they're already connected we felt like that Mm -hmm. at first at mac because there's there's quite a few people but once you, you do take those initial steps to start introducing who you are to others and they just grab a hold of you and, and with arms of love bring you in. So I, I think that's really encouraging. Absolutely, absolutely. I think a lot of people um, at, who go to the MAC truly embrace their motto, where friends become family. And so, you know, Pastor Lou, Nancy, Joe, and Amy can only do so much. I mean, they are four people. (laughs) And so they, but they do it. They make their friends become family. Um, And I think that a lot of us have seen that in them and admire it so much that we're also doing the same thing. And so while it can be very intimidating, even like the tent set up, with all the life groups. I think I think so too. Available right? is intimidating. Do I walk over there and get yeah. involved in whatever that is? Yeah. Right. But I think that once people start having a one-on-one conversation, that's where it starts. And it's as simple as just having a one-on-one conversation with somebody and realizing that we, we all have the same goal in mind. We all have the same purpose. We want to help build each other up and help encourage each other as we live life together. And so, you know, just having that knowledge behind you as you walk into an intimidating situation can can be helpful. That's right. I totally agree. 
And I'll, I'll at the end of the podcast include the date, or do you know the date of the small group sign? It's September 11th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's the time to go to the tent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being willing to come and share your hearts. We really appreciate it. Thank you Thank for you letting for us share. Yes. Thank you. This has been Real Talk with Kim Anderson. For more information on Mid-Atlantic Community Church, tune to www.themac.org.